This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Stand with Amy Dunphy. Now, not for the first time, violence in the United States has horrified the people of the United States, of course, but really around the world who read about these incidents. The latest concerns the murder in Memphis of a civilian, Tyree Nichols, by five policemen. Mr. Nichols was black, and the five policemen were black, which takes the racist element out of it, I think, but they're going to release a video later today, which is said to be very shocking. And there have been comparisons drawn with the murder of George Floyd by Derek Chauvin, who was found guilty of kneeling on Mr. Floyd's neck until he couldn't breathe. And Rodney King back in 1991, a black man who was beaten by police. And we're joined now from Washington by Niall Stanich. Niall, is the associate editor of The Hill, a respected Washington newspaper, and also a White House columnist for the paper. Niall, we don't normally go into detail about these things because in the United States, violence is so endemic and so common. But this is, seems to be particularly horrendous. And the video is going to be released, I think, in the United States later on today. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this evening, Friday evening, the video is expected to be released. There are already some concerns about there being uh, unrest in the wake of that video. We don't, until the video is released at least, know an enormous amount in detail of what happened here, other than that this man, who was 29, was stopped on what may have otherwise been a fairly routine traffic stop there was some level of uh, confrontation or verbal altercation, but it appears to have escalated to the beating up of uh, this man in Mr. Nichols in, by all accounts, rather savage uh, fashion. He was then hospitalized on January the 7th and died within three days. Um all of the five police officers who you mentioned were charged on Thursday with murder in his death, uh, second-degree murder, 
albeit, and the video or the video footage that is due to be released apparently lasts um, about an hour. Uh, now, that oh, in God. itself is yes. uh, troublesome, but we'll obviously see in due course what it reveals. Now, for the free world, it's been a very important week as well. The decision by Germany to send Leopard 2 tanks to the Ukraine was taken after much hesitation and soul-searching. They also, of course, allowed countries like Poland and Sweden that they'd sent Leopard tanks to, sold them to, to release theirs. That decision hinged, we understand, on the decision by Joe Biden that American would send the Abraham M1 tank, which is a very serious piece of equipment, and Biden consented, and that appears to have given Germany the freedom to go ahead. Niall, this decision by Joe Biden, I saw the speech he made alongside it. It was rooted in deep conviction. And yet again, despite the frailties, despite other bad news which we'll come to about classified documents being found in three of his residences or workplaces, he came up and stood up and met the moment, as it were. He did, yes, absolutely. And I think that his leadership on the Ukraine issue has been one of his stronger points, really, ever since the Russian invasion uh, slightly less than a year ago. He did come up with the goods in the sense of these Abrams, uh, Abrams M1 tanks, which are important. Now, one caveat we should put around it is that apparently these tanks won't be ready for several months. Uh, and yes. there is some back and forth here with American military experts suggesting that the, the German Leopard tanks, which are more lightweight, are actually more uh, better suited to Ukraine's yes. purposes. But but the key uh, point, and you already alluded to it in your question, is the, the Germans and the Europeans generally seemed uh, disinclined to move in that direction unless they had the cover of the United States doing similar. And so in that sense, Biden has very much stepped up. The United States has stepped up, despite the fact that with the new Republican majority in the House of Representatives, there are fairly large question marks hanging over the future of uh, American aid to Ukraine. Not that it would be reduced to zero, but that the question of whether the uh, w whether the cadence and intensity of U.S. support would maintain the level of where it's been uh, up until now. Now, before we come to the not-so-good news for Joe Biden, which is that classified documents were found in three places that involve him, we should also point out that surprisingly satisfactory growth figure came out yesterday. The U.S. economy grew by 2.9%. Mm. This was unexpected, wasn't it? Although I know on reading it that the underlying problems remain, but this was a welcome surprise, was it not? 
It was because uh, the American economy had been perceived, at least, to be in great danger of going into reverse, perhaps not immediately, but the, the expectation being that there would be a recession looming. There have been job cuts in a number of industries, including tech, uh, most prominently, also the media industry, although I suppose we're used to job cuts in the media industry a lot of the time. Um, but this uh, growth figure was unexpected, showing uh, an unexpected uh, robustness in terms of consumer spending, which was interesting. There had been a fear that these uh, rumors of recession would become uh, self-fulfilling. In other words, people would think there are tougher times ahead and would then curb their spending. In fact, that doesn't really seem to have happened at all. To the extent that it has happened, it has been less than economists had predicted. Consumer spending does drive the American economy. And if it stays strong, obviously, that is uh, to the benefit of the economy overall. And, uh, you know, it was certainly something that the Biden administration sought to, you know, emphasize and to use as a data point suggesting that his uh, economic policies have worked. Uh, the economy has been, a, I wouldn't say it has been a strong spot for him, particularly in relation to inflation, which has been very uh, damaging to Biden. But there's some sign that these uh, supply chain blockages have actually cleared to some degree. And like you say, the economic growth figure was good news. Now, Donald Trump, of course, was caught with hundreds of classified and top secret documents in his possession at Mar-a-Lago, his estate in Florida, and he is in trouble for the way he managed it. Joe Biden, it looks like, and Mike Pence, who was, of course, Donald Trump's vice president, have both emerged in the last week or 10 days as having classified documents in their possession. Nothing like the Trump case in that they weren't evasive and they are dealing with the matter. It's surprising in Biden's case because some of the documents go back to when he was vice president to Barack Obama. Yeah, that's right. It has been a very embarrassing episode for Biden and to a lesser degree Pence, because Pence is obviously uh, a less frontline politician. But in terms of Biden, I mean, there had been, understandably enough, a whole democratic critique of Trump for the keeping of classified documents in Mar-a-Lago. The fact that there have now been these documents discovered in several different locations in uh, an office that Biden used between being vice president to Obama and beginning his presidential campaign at his home in Wilmington, inside the home, and also in the garage in, in Wilmington. All of that is uh, embarrassing. It does, of course, produce headlines uh, that sort of imply that everyone does this or that are, you know, tellings of the story that are geared toward perhaps minimizing uh, Trump's case. Now, you rightly point out there is a big difference in the Trump case in that the relevant authorities sought to get specific documents back and Trump didn't give them back. And in some cases, his legal team is perceived to have straight up lied about whether they had returned everything in their possession. It is that which puts Trump at some risk of obstruction charges. That's a matter that doesn't appear to pertain to Biden or to Pence. But nevertheless, the 
headline or the summary or the bumper sticker of everybody does this or everybody has some classified document or it's easily done. Uh, that idea has become much more prevalent in the wake of the Biden and Pence disclosures. Yes, and there was a special investigator appointed, Smith was his name, Jack Smith, I think, mm. to investigate the Donald Trump case. And Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, has now also put a special prosecutor on Joe Biden's case. That's right, a man by the name of Robert Herr. I think Merrick Garland had very little uh, real choice in that yes. matter. He had appointed the special counsel in Trump's case soon after Trump declared himself a candidate for the 2024 race which Trump had done back in November. Garland's argument at that point was to keep the Trump investigation within the Department of Justice would have invited public suspicion or skepticism. In other words, the idea that the Biden Justice Department was going after Trump yes. in some sort of gratuitous way. Then when the uh, shoe was on the other foot and Biden was revealed to have classified documents, uh, the 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 same, though inverse, case was also true. They didn't want the perception that the Justice Department would be in any sense going soft on Biden. So there's a special counsel in that case as well. Now, there are two important developments in relation to the 2024 presidential election. Donald Trump on the Republican side is the only person who has declared that he's a runner and he's going to travel this weekend to South Carolina and also to New Hampshire, which is surprising. I can't imagine what kind of welcome he'll get there. But South Carolina is certainly his kind of place and he's very popular there. Joe Biden also is weighing up what announcement he might make and when, and it's believed to be in the not too distant future. Mm. So 2024 is very much on the horizon for Biden. His obvious frailty, you know, at the distance we see him, Niall, would make you doubt the wisdom of a run. But at the same time, this week, for example, on the question of NATO and Putin and all of that, he is robust mm. and he's making leadership noises. Yeah, that's right. It's an interesting juxtaposition with Biden between those two factors that you mentioned. On one hand, the fact that he can, at times, particularly in relation to something like Ukraine, seem really quite effective, uh, quite effective leader by any fair measure. On the other hand, he's 80 years old and he seems 80 years old. And there are some times where his public speeches seem quite halting. There are times when he appears to at least slightly lose the train of thought or, or say things that it is ill-advised to say. One of his advantages, really, and I think you and I have spoken about this before, Raymond, is there isn't really an heir apparent or a, a very strong yes. alternative. Uh, Vice President Harris has her own problems in terms of political standing. Figures like Pete Buttigieg are okay, but not necessarily inspiring figures. And of course, Democrats did do much better than expected in the midterm elections, yes. which strengthened Biden. Now, this matter of the classified documents has weakened him again. The pendulum has swung a little bit in the opposite direction. 
But the expectation is still that he will run. Uh, just in terms of a timescale on that point, Eamon, the uh, State of the Union address, which is a big sort of set-piece event here, is set for February the 7th. Right. The uh, widespread assumption is that shortly after that, we might see some formal announcement of a re-election bid from President Biden. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Meanwhile, Trump is on the road. I read a piece you wrote in The Hill this week for The Hill, and you point out that his announcement that he'd run is, is weeks old now, but there hasn't been any activity. He's going out on the road this weekend, and he hasn't, according to sources you talk to who are close to him, he has to point in any key people to run his campaign or to operate in his campaign. What are his problems? Because I know that a lot of people blame him for the fact that there was no red wave in the midterms because a lot of candidates for governor or the House that he backed, in some cases rather weirdly, they did badly. They did, and I think that was really the start of his current troubles. A whole lot of very high-profile Trump endorsees in the midterms lost 
um, Mematol's, the TV doctor um, that we have spoken about before, lost in Pennsylvania, Herschel Walker, a former American football star, lost in Georgia, and on and on. The ultimate bottom line effect of all that was it strengthened those Republicans who believe that Trump is an electoral liability and it weakened his standing. Now, in tandem with that, you have the rise of Ron DeSantis, a very conservative governor in Florida, who won re-election very, very easily, is, I would say, at least as far to the right in many ways as Trump is, but has less of a propensity for chaos or for sort of self-defeating maneuvers. So those two things have been a problem. There have been other controversies, such as when, for example, Trump at one point suggested you could somehow suspend parts of the United States Constitution in order to seemingly facilitate a return to office by him or a rerun of the 2020 election. Those kind of controversies just remind people of the chaos, as I say, that he always brings in his wake. So there are real problems for him. Having said all of that, Eamon, you know, in polls of the Republican field, he is almost always still leading. It's simply that DeSantis is now competitive in a way that he wasn't before the midterm election. Yes, and one of the problems, I see Nikki Haley, who Mm. was America's ambassador to UN Mm. and a former governor in, I think, South Carolina, but certainly she has made noises. Mm. She would be, I think, a formidable candidate, would she? She would. She's a very different candidate to Trump, despite having served as his UN ambassador. Um, You know, she does represent a more traditional form of Republicanism in the American sense. And she is, uh, you know, for example, she is the daughter of Indian immigrants. She was the first female governor of South Carolina ever. She is someone who believes that the Republican Party needs to expand its appeal, whereas Trumpism tends to be very much built on the idea that you can just energize the Republican base so much that that will win your elections. So her, what she would be offering would be very different, um, what she would be offering to the electorate. The question, of course, is the degree to which Trump has remade the Republican Party in his own image whether a Nikki Haley kind of candidate could actually win or whether she would just be, you know, delivering a a solid showing, but Trump would ultimately come through against her. Yes. And in the piece you wrote, Niall, you talked to somebody who was and is and remains a Trump supporter. However, that source said of Trump, the problem is he is living in this bitter fog. Mm. which is not the path to victory. You've got to get out of that fog. The fog we're talking about is the belief or the assertion that he won the 2020 election and he does not yet recognize and accept that. And that that in itself will be a major problem if he runs again, because a lot of independents and indeed a lot of Republicans are sick of it. It's over. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, election campaigns here particularly 
tend not to work very well if they are focused on the past in one way or another. Yes. Uh, now, of course, the people who you know wear the MAGA hats or just thrill to Trump, that audience will always be there for his rather uh, acrimonious statements about all the people who have done him in and all the unfairness that he has purportedly suffered which goes up to and including the idea that the 2020 election was stolen. It is a remarkable situation, which you rightly emphasize, that you have a former president who does not accept the legitimacy of the election of his successor still, and that that person is, of course, seeking to return to the White House. The issue, I think, just on a purely political level, is speeches that Trump gives tend to focus almost obsessively on these uh, slights that he believes he has suffered. And that has a very uh, limited appeal beyond people who already support him. And of course, he lost in 2020 in terms of the popular vote by about 7 million votes. So the number of people who support him is very considerable. It was well north of 70 million, but it wasn't enough to win the election. And therein lies the problem. I saw a Republican myself during the week say, not only did he not win, he lost by 7 million votes or something. Mm -hmm. In other words, Republicans are now his problem in terms of denial. Denialism, it's been called. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, there, I mean, there are a lot of people, particularly on, on the more traditional wing of the party, who are just, you know, making clear that they don't believe the election was stolen. It's interesting, um, Mike Pompeo, who was Trump's Secretary of State, is out on the interview trail giving a publicizing a book these days, and he was asked in a CBS interview, does he believe the election was stolen? And he was clear that he doesn't, and he said that he himself, Pompeo, had never put forth the idea that it was. Now, he was still more equivocal than you or I would be about the events of January the 6th. Or, or Mitch McConnell. <laughs> right, right, right. Is the leading man in the Senate, minority yeah. now, but still was the Senate leader until election. Yeah, I mean, McConnell is somebody who is at uh, has been crosswise with Trump for a long time now, and uh, McConnell clearly blames Trump for the law the failure to to regain senate control in the midterms mcconnell last year had made a rather dry comment as is his way about the a problem of candidate quality and that was a, a jab at trump for endorsing these often somewhat eccentric figures and mcconnell for all his detractors, was proven right in that the candidate quality for Republicans in the Senate particularly was a real problem in a year that should have been better for them. Now, I just want to end our conversation now with a question that's looming on the debt ceiling. Mm. That is the degree to which America is indebted. It's a staggering figure, I think 32 trillion or something like that. Mm. But it's about to become a very big story because America is about to reach its debt ceiling mm -hmm. and there is a Republican Congress. Tell me what how that works. I mean, mm -hmm. Biden has to ask the Hill for, you know, the latitude or the freedom to raise the debt ceiling. Yes, it's an unusual situation and it's not really paralleled as far as I know in any other Western nation. Essentially, there are 
as the as the term suggests, there is a limit to how much uh, total debt the United States can accrue. And therefore, because the government operates at a deficit, that ceiling has to be consistently raised. If it is not raised, you would then have the pretty horrifying situation of the United States defaulting on its debt. That would cause massive tremors, not just here in the US, but to international financial markets, not least because the dollar is the reserve currency of the world, in effect. The political complication right now is Democrats say raising the debt ceiling should be just a routine thing. We all know it has to happen. It's not related to new spending. It's related to uh, covering costs that have already been accrued. Republicans, particularly on the right, say we're not going to agree to raise it unless there are uh, unless agreement can be found on cutting domestic spending, particularly in relation to social spending. Those two positions are obviously irreconcilable. In order to raise the debt ceiling, they will have to be reconciled in some way, and it's just not entirely clear how that will happen. I, I should just finally say on that point, Eamon, technically speaking, the debt ceiling has been reached. At the moment, the U.S. Right. Treasury is sort of playing around moving money from one account to the other in order to buy time. <laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, and just on that, a final point, mm. Joe Biden, in his 45, 50 years in Washington, has been renowned as a negotiator, a wheeler dealer, mm. someone who can reach across the aisle and get things done. Mm -hmm. He may need to do that in terms of the debt ceiling, and he'd probably be the guy you'd pick. Yes, he is. I mean, he has very strong relationships on Capitol Hill, he tries not to engage in the kind of personal invective that makes those deals more difficult. And he has a, a long track record of, of doing this. In that respect, he probably is the guy you would pick. I mean, someone like President Obama, who I personally think overall was a much more impressive president, was not particularly good at that stuff because Obama had a tendency to be a little bit disdainful of some of those people in Congress. Yeah. Biden isn't. He's much more uh, affable. And so there is a greater chance, I would say, for Biden to make a deal. But of course, the context is a political system that has grown more polarized and more angry uh, all the time. So we should watch out then for the Donald in South Carolina, or is it North Carolina this week? South Carolina and New Hampshire on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, Carolina in particular, because that's a hotbed of Trumpism. And anyway, we're very grateful to you, Niall, for joining us. That's Niall Stanich, as always, fascinating, talking about the most fascinating country in the world. And he's at the epicenter of it all in Washington. We're grateful to Niall. To all of you for listening, that's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.